Welcome to the Miami Sports Vibes Podcast with Nando Diaz. Episode one, we are finally here. I want to thank you guys all for being here, listening to me, subscribing, leaving the ratings and reviews that you guys did, reaching out to me on Twitter. It is truly an honor. I cannot thank you guys enough. Episode one. So we're going to be talking about a lot of things here today. We're going to be diving into those uh, Deshaun Watson trade rumors. We're going to dive into some heat talk. We're also going to talk about news around the NBA. Like that James Harden trade of Brooklyn. Could you believe that? I sure didn't think that was happening. I thought he was going to Philly. We're going to touch on that. We're also going to touch about the NFL playoffs. What a weekend that was, right? We're going to dive into that. We're going to get into some predictions. And let's have some fun with this. Hope you guys enjoy the show. All right, the Miami Dolphins wasted no time getting into the news this week with Deshaun Watson trade rumors to the Dolphins going around. Also, reports of teammates anonymously talking about Tua, reported by Armando Soguero. But he also threw out a report in 2019 saying that the Dolphins were tanking when they weren't. And so I don't know if that's real or not. But nonetheless, you don't want this going around. So here's where I stand with all this. Deshaun Watson. I love Deshaun Watson. I think he's great. I think he's a top five quarterback in the league today. He's young. He's under contract. The upside is there if it isn't there already. I mean, he's great. But I feel like the price might be too much. Tua is the guy, in my opinion. I think we should honestly stay the course, build around him, because we're in good position with draft picks coming up. We have money to spend. This is going to be year three of a rebuild. We've been through so much as an organization with all these different quarterbacks. I mean, we had Ryan Tannehill for a lot of years. And we're going to give up on Tua after one year. I mean, come on. He showed a lot, a lot of great things this year, in my opinion. He had a winning record. The IQ was there. You see the upside when the roster was healthy. He's coming off a major injury. He didn't have a preseason, and I just feel like we're so hard on him. Dolphins Twitter, you got half of them saying, hey, let's go get Watson. Tua's not the guy. And then half saying, Tua is the guy. I honestly believe in Tua. I think we should stay the course. I mean that. I mean, things are not going to happen in one year. You expect the guy to be like Patrick Mahomes. I mean, come on, you got to give him some time. Brian Flores did excellent those first two years as a coach. Going into year three now, we're just coming off a 10-6 and record. That's good. Tua has no weapons with him, so it's unfair to judge him. You had Miles Gaskin in and out the lineup. You had Preston Williams hurt. Devontae Parker in and out the lineup. Mike Gusecki, the same thing. And even with those guys, is that enough talent? You got Justin Herbert over there throwing a Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, Austin Eckler in his run game. I mean, come on. If Tua had that talent around him, there's no doubt about it. I think he'd be getting all the hype. So this is why I think personally we should fill the holes in the draft coming up. We should draft the wide receiver. We should draft the running back because we have to get a running game. A running game is only going to open up the pass even more for Tua, and he's going to be way more comfortable out there. And we have money to spend. You have free agents like Allen Robinson out there, Juju Smith-Schuster. Chris Godwin. So we can round out this roster pretty well. I think we're in good shape. And then if we trade it all, all these assets, we have high draft picks. Then it's like we're starting all over. 
So in my opinion, I feel like we just need to relax and give the quarterback some time. I understand it's hard to be patient because we've been patient for so long as fans of the Dolphins. But this is the only time I can actually believe that we're headed in the right direction with the coach, the quarterback, the uh, draft situation. I mean, we have to let this plan out. We can have sustained success with Tua for years to come, and he's at a cheap contract right now. You don't even have to pay him yet. I'm telling you guys, he's going to come back stronger. He's going to have a great offseason. He's going to get his head right, and he's going to come out firing. And a lot of you guys are going to regret all those bad comments that you said about him, for sure. So make sure you hold on to those. I know there's a lot of you guys out there. Also, everybody raised about Josh Allen. Oh, my God, Josh Allen, top three QB. Oh, my God. His rookie year, he was five and six. Ten touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Tua had a better rookie year than that. I'm telling you guys, not everybody's going to come out the gate being Patrick Mahomes. I mean, let's be realistic here, especially a guy coming off an injury like that, especially a guy with no offseason, no preseason, rather. Come on. That's my take on Tua. I think we should keep him, surround a a nice roster around him, sign some free agents, maybe get an Allen Robinson out here, draft Devontae Smith. I'm high on him. Get Harris from Alabama for the running back. We got something brewing here. We need to stay the course. And that's not to say that I don't like Deshaun Watson. Because if the organization does go that route, I'm going to support him because I'm a fan of this team. He's awesome. I just think it's smarter to stay the course. I mentioned earlier about Devontae Smith. We have the number three pick in the draft. For so long, I was thinking we should go with that offensive tackle because he's such a generational talent. I was like, you can't take a receiver at three. He's frail. This guy's the real deal. I don't want it. I would love to trade back and then get Smith at like five, six. But after watching that championship game, what do you have, like 200 yards at halftime? I said, oh boy, hold on. Hold on. I'm taking Smith at three. I'm taking the wide receiver, Devontae Smith, at three. No doubt about it. He has a relationship with two already. So you have that chemistry there. They can build. Together, they can grow together in this offense together. Imagine that. That's exciting. A young team growing together. This coach, the writing's just on the wall. Like everything seems so perfect. We're doing things the right way for once. So, at the third pick, my opinion is I'm taking Devontae Smith. I'm taking him. There's talks about the Jets possibly um, taking him at two, which kind of scares me. I don't think they would. I think they need that tackle um, or a quarterback. I don't see them taking Devontae Smith, but there is some chatter, so that worries me a little bit. But I don't really think they will, so I think we should be secure. If we take Devontae Smith, and we, well, if we keep the number three pick, we should definitely take Devontae Smith. I mean, but either way, with all this being said, with this Tua talk, with the Watson talk, nonetheless, I feel like we're in a perfect position as fans and as an organization. We're headed in the right direction. Like I said earlier, I mentioned numerous times, Coach Flores is awesome. Year two, 10 and six, we have Tua, whether we don't have Tua, whether we have Watson, we have money to spend, we have a lot of draft picks, so we have assets, we can go either way here. Either way, we have something brewing here in South Beach, and the Dolphins are on the rise. But let's see how it plays out. It should be interesting. I just wanted to give you guys my take on the whole Watson and Tua thing. 
But like I said, again, guys, I'm not bashing Watson. I'm open to whatever happens because I'm a fan of this team first. With all that being said, Ryan Fitzpatrick, man, Ryan Fitzpatrick was amazing to have. This year and last year, he's a true professional. He's awesome. He's a great mentor. I love what he did here, but I think he's going to be taking his talent somewhere else next year for multiple reasons because I think he's highly wanted. Even though he's older, he can still ball. And he can even start for some teams, honestly. But what he did here, he will always be appreciated. I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. He handled himself well, and he was a true professional all the time. And he, hey, he came into those games, closed those games out. I mean, whew, you, you can't ask for more than that. I mean, Fitzpatrick is a true professional. I wish him the best, but I don't think he'll come back for multiple reasons. And it's because it's Tua's team. I think having Fitzpatrick here, it'll actually stress Tua out going forward because the risk of, you know, throwing two interceptions and then people saying, oh, put Fitzpatrick in, put Fitzpatrick in. I don't think that's good for a young quarterback. The young quarterback in Tua, he has to throw those picks and then learn from that, learn from those mistakes. That's how you become better. He has to go through those growing pains as a quarterback. He has to make the next play. He's got to understand that. And I feel like having Fitzpatrick around, the media can just make that really, really messy. And I, I think Fitzpatrick knows that. And being the good guy he is, I think he's just going to go somewhere else. And we wish him the best, but I'm going to miss him, that's for sure. He's highly appreciated. I know you guys love him, too. I mean, Fitzy, Fitzmagic. I mean, who doesn't love him, right? Um, either way, with everything that I covered today, guys, this is an exciting time to be a Dolphin fan. I wish we were in the playoffs. I know you guys do too, but listen, the draft's coming up shortly. Off-season's coming up. We're going to have a busy, 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 busy summer. I'm going to break all that down with you on Twitter and on these podcasts. The future's bright. So let's see how this goes, guys. All right, let's get into some heat talk. The Heat started the week out with protocols. A lot of players missing. Jimmy Butler missing. Bam Adebayo missing. Goran Dragic, Kaziak Pala, Kendrick Nunn, the list goes on and on. So that's how we started off the week. Why? Because we played the Washington Wizards the week before when I thought it wasn't a good idea. After all those positive tests, the league said, no, let's go on and play that game. And you know what? We suffer now. So it was a tough week for the Heat. We fell to 0-3 for the week. We played the 76ers twice on Tuesday night and Thursday night. Lost both of those games. I mean, we could have won one of them, but the second one, there was not a chance. And you understand that. Having all those players out, it's going to be tough to win. I mean, your star players are out. What do you expect? But there was a lot of things that I liked that I saw from those games. Because you know what it does when players are out, especially your star players? You have that next man up mentality. So younger guys get a better look. They get more minutes. They get more confidence. So I love to see stuff like that. So I was actually... Not excited because I want, you know, I hope for the best for our players. But I was like, okay, I'm excited to see this game. Why? I'm like, oh, Tyler Hero is going to get uh, more of a, you know, handling at point guard, scoring more. Duncan's going to get a better look. We're going to have Gabe Vincent, more precious. I want to see what he's got. And we got that. I thought Tyler Hero was excellent these games because he scored a 30 point game, but he was also producing in the clutch just like last year. We know he's got that clutch gene. So seeing him drive to the paint, it was awesome to see because I want to see him gain confidence. 
because he's a young player. So, you know, these trade rumors going around like, oh, Tyler for Bradley Beal, Tyler for James Harden. You want to make sure he has confidence. And I thought he had that. He had a chip on his shoulder. He was playing like that Tyler we know, and I love to see that. Next is Precious Achua. I thought he held up well in place of Bam. I mean, he defended and beat very well. I was surprised for a rookie. He ended up with a couple double-doubles that week. And I thought he did well. He was moving his feet well. He was attacking the rim, grabbing rebounds, playing with that high energy, just like Bam is. Because, hey, we can't rely on Bam all year to be the only guy giving us energy and rebounding. Precious has got to be that guy. And I saw a lot of great things. Granted, I know it was just a couple games, but you can see the upside. I saw a little glimpse of it, and I'm excited. I like Precious. I like Precious. I thought it was a good pick. So after those two Philly games, we came into Saturday night at home against the Pistons. We got great news that Bam, Drogic, Kendrick Nunn, and KZ Akpala were all going to play. No Jimmy still and no Avery Bradley, but I was like, you know what? We're way better than these guys. We have way more talent. We can beat these guys. Not a problem. This is a get right game. Get on track. Let's get a couple wins under our belt. Let's do this. And what happens? We lose. And we lose by a lot. That's when I hit the panic button. I'm like, no, this can't happen. The Pistons had two wins going into that game. And then we lose by over 20. I mean, come on, guys. Come on. I know Jimmy's out, but we got to win those games. I know it's early in the season. I know we can't overreact. But you know what? Losing that game, I'm kind of overreacting a little bit. I hope we can stack some wins together so I can relax, come back to earth, you know, but it's not looking good. It's not looking good. A lot of you guys I know are mad that we don't have Jay Crowder back and whatever. I don't think that's the reason. I don't think that really changes anything right now. There's a lot more going on in this Heat organization that needs to get fixed, and it's not just Jay Crowder. Trust me. Trust me on that. So overall, my thoughts on where we stand now, I think we need to make a move. Bradley Beal's the first target, but he doesn't want out. For some reason, he's wasting his prime over there in Washington. I don't know what he's doing over there. He's killing it over there, but he wants to stay. They're not a winning organization. Remember, he has to ask to get out of there because he's under contract. So it puts the Heat in a tough position because I don't think they can make a move right now because that's the first target. So you want to have assets just in case Beal pops up. So I think the Heat are going to wait until the trade deadline to see and monitor that Bradley Beal situation really close because that's option one, in my opinion, before anything else. So I think the Heat are going to stay put, hopefully get these players back healthy, then start stacking some wins up together, and they're going to keep a close eye on Bradley Beal, that's for sure. But if Bradley Beal isn't an option, I'm going next down the line, and I'm going Victor Oladipo and P.J. Tucker. It feels like Oladipo's been trying to get to the Heat forever now, right? I like him. I think he's a good player. I think he can defend well. He wants to be here. Something about a player wanting to be here that I feel like they will really blossom into something. And Eric Spolster knows how to put those players in position. I mean, he's shown it time and time again. So I would keep a close eye on those two, probably packaging those two since they're both in Houston. That would be great, especially on a championship run that we're trying to get to. Adding those two pieces puts us high up there where we belong, where we should be, where we were last year, and pretty much give us that respect nationally that they haven't been giving us. P.J. Tucker, man. I think he should be targeted, especially. If we can't get Oladipo, 
PJ Tucker is a must to me, especially for the price. They're asking for a couple second round picks for him. Are you kidding me? I would take that in a heartbeat. Because the goal is to win a championship. Remember, we're in that window. We're with Jimmy right now. We just came out of the finals. We got to go all in. Second round picks for P.J. Tucker? I'd rather him than Jay Crowder. And it's cheaper. Jay Crowder wanted three years. We could get P.J. Tucker right now on an expiring. He hits that three-pointer at 50% or more. Really reliable. And he can play defense way better than Crowder. I love P.J. Tucker. He's a dog. I would love to have him. Especially for that price. I would be all over that if I was Pat Riley. Because I'm thinking long term here, right? We're thinking championship. So who do we have to get by? We got to get past the Brooklyn Nets. Okay. So who do we have that's going to guard Kevin Durant right now? Nobody. We can't pull out Bam because Bam has to get those rebounds. So we're not going to be pulling out Bam and doing all this crazy stuff. No. P.J. Tucker. Listen. Kevin Durant's hard to stop. I'm not saying P.J. Tucker's going to make him score one point. I mean, come on now. But he's going to be physical with him. I think that's how you stop Kevin Durant. Slow him down, not stop him, sorry. Slow him down because, you know, he's going to get his. But if you have P.J. Tucker being physical, making it hard for him, that's what you want. And I think that can put us potentially over the nets, getting back to where we need to be. That is why. Another person, Giannis, right? We got to get past the Bucks, right? Who did great against the Bucks last year? Jay Crowder. He was on him. And look at that. I think P.J. Tucker's better. So if you put P.J. Tucker where Crowder was, problem solved. We can build that wall so he can't get into the paint, make it hard for him, and that eliminates the Bucks. Then let's say we get to the finals. I know this is all a long shot. It's early. I'm just saying I'm looking down the line for this P.J. Tucker move. We got to play Anthony Davis. Now, the same thing I said about Kevin Durant, I'm saying about Anthony Davis. You're not going to stop him, but you have to be physical with these players. They don't want to post up. Kevin Durant and Anthony Davis, they just want to shoot jump shots. I mean, they could post up. I don't know why they don't, but that's what they want to do. So if you have P.J. Tucker, that does the same thing. Just be physical. I think he's reliable. He's a veteran. He's tough. He fits that culture. P.J. Tucker is a must this season. Whether we get Oladipo or not, we need to get P.J. Tucker, in my opinion. And I think we could go really far, and we could probably get to where we deserve to be. And that's another crack at this NBA Finals. That's another crack at it. I truly believe if we just get right, get these players healthy, start stacking some wins together, acquire P.J. Tucker, we'll be cooking, and we'll be right there. We'll be right there again. There's no doubt about it. All right, so this week we're going to have some entertaining games. We got the Pistons again Monday. We should win that game. I mean, there's no way they're going to beat us again, right? We just lost by 20. We got to get our act together. I expect that to be a heat win. Next, we got the Toronto Raptors on the road and then the Raptors again on Friday. So we're playing them Wednesday and Friday. See, when you play a team twice, you should be splitting those. So I expect the Heat to win one and I I expect to lose one. I don't know which one, but I would predict we'll split that one and one. And then Saturday night, second half of a back-to-back, we're playing at Brooklyn against the Nets. So we're going to see Kyrie, hopefully, Harden, and Kevin Durant. It's going to be a tough game, but you know what? I want to play them because I want to see where we stand because I know we're 4-7 and seven right now, but the goal is to get to the championship. So I want to see where we match up against the Nets at full strength, So we could dive into that. I can't wait to break it down. 
So overall, I would say, you know what? I would say we could win that game. I know it's a hot take, but if Jimmy's back, Bam's playing, we're healthy, I think we can get that game. I think we'll get up for that game. Our players will get up for that game. It's going to be like a playoff game. Just like last year, they got up for those games constantly. I think this one is going to be a heat win. And I think we'll end up 3-1 and one this week. So fingers crossed, 3-1, and one, trying to get back on track. Going up from there, baby. Let's stack some wins together. Let's see what we do going forward. All right, guys, we're going to get into the all things sports segment of this podcast. We're going to break down some NBA headlines. We're also going to dive into the NFL playoffs. We're going to talk about that. We're going to break down the games, and we're also going to make predictions going forward. So this week started off with Kyrie Irving's absence. What I think about that, I don't think it was a good look. I do want to be mindful, though, because you never know what somebody's going through and if it's a something's going on mentally or whatever the case may be. I want to give him that respect, of course. See, Kyrie had a downfall in Boston, and the last couple years, it's been kind of iffy. So what I don't like about this, though, is him not informing his coach. It's a new head coach, Steve Nash. Kevin Durant is his boy there, and then nobody knows where he is or why. So if you want to take time off for personal reasons, I think that's fine. I mean, not really, but you know what? At least explain yourself, and then it'll make it a little better. But the fact that he doesn't explain himself or explain to his coaches, it's just a bad look. So I wasn't really on Kyrie's side with that. But then again, I don't want to bash him. A lot of people are bashing him. I'm not the type of guy that wants to bash him. So that's just my take on that couple days later, James Harden to the Nets. I don't know if that had to do with Kyrie's absence because, you know, a lot of people were saying, hey, maybe you can't rely on Kyrie. Stephen A. Smith said he should retire. And then maybe the Nets freaked out, said, hey, we have to make this move. And they sent a lot, a lot to Houston for James Harden. I was surprised. I was surprised. But you know what? From Brooklyn's perspective, I feel like you have to do that. You have to do that move. For a star player like Harden, the goal is to win a championship. And to win a championship, you're going to have to give up picks and young assets to do that. It happened with a lot, a lot of teams. If you want to put yourself over the top, you got to go and make that splash. So I don't mind it. Houston, on the other hand, I was surprised because they're definitely looking to gut the roster. But I was surprised because they didn't keep Karis LeVert which he had three years left on his contract, or Jared Allen. And they'd rather just have the draft picks and Oladipo on their expiring contract. So if it doesn't go good, you know, they let him walk. But that surprised me because Karis LeVert's a young talent. I mean, he can be great in this league. Jared Allen as well. I really like him. And then they're like, oh, no, we'd rather keep the draft picks. All right. That kind of threw me off for a surprise. But I understand it. They're looking to clearly gut the entire roster clearly start over just fresh so pj tucker eric gordon even oladipo at the deadline i expect those players to get moved i mean there's no way because if that's the case if they really wanted to keep an entertaining team and kind of build right now they would have kept lavert and allen i mean come on but hey that's that could be good news for the heat remember what i said earlier pj tucker oladipo keep an eye on those With that being said, though, this makes the Nets championship run right now. It's championship or bust this season. There's no doubt about it. You gut that roster like that. You trade away all those picks for James Harden. 
Now you're going all in. You're going all in. You got Kyrie Irving. Hopefully he comes back. James Harden. Kevin Durant. You're making a run for it. And if you don't get the championship within that window, that's a terrible move. Terrible move. Because now you gave up a whole bunch of future picks, couple pick swaps, so you don't even own the right to those picks. You do that move, remember, to, make, to win a championship. So you win a championship, everything's good. All you need is one. All you need is one. But if they don't, then it's a bad move in a bad city, which is New York, where the media is on you. They have to deliver. So we'll see how that goes. It's going to be entertaining. It's going to be entertaining to watch, that's for sure. I can't wait. And now for the NFL, what a playoff weekend it was, starting with Saturday with the Packers and the Rams. Rams had the number one defense coming in, in Lambeau Field, taking on Aaron Rodgers, the bad man himself. And wow, that caught me by surprise. I am not going to lie. That caught me by surprise. I thought Green Bay had it, but I thought the Rams were going to put up a great fight. Being the number one defense, I was like, okay, you know what? Rams on the road, a little bit of less pressure. Goff has the injury, but their defense is number one. I mean, they have Jalen Ramsey. He's a shutdown corner. So I was like, okay, he's going to get on Devontae Adams majority of the game. And they're going to let Aaron Jones try to beat him. And boy, that defense did not look like the number one defense at all. Like, are you kidding me? (laughs) That's for sure. Aaron Rodgers looked like he got anything he wanted. I mean, they won the game by, I believe, 14. But... That defense didn't, didn't make the plays that I expected them to make. They were giving up easy touchdowns, easy first downs. The running game for Green Bay, they were just running it whenever they wanted to. Moving those chains, moving those chains. That caught me by surprise. And then it was at one point, I believe, right after halftime, you could just tell. You could just tell in the body language. I was like, uh-oh. Nah, Rams, Rams don't got it. They're not going to pull this off at all. And I was right. But Aaron Rodgers, oh my goodness, he's special. MVP this year, I think. He is truly special. I mean, playing at, in Lambeau Field, you can just tell he had like an extra life to him. With those fans, those fans were going crazy. And you can just feel it, even through the TV. You can just feel the energy with those fans. It, seeing all those fans there on a year like this, like, I, I mean, Aaron Rodgers was just like, hey, touchdown right now, I got you. Here you go. Touchdown right now, I got you. Here we go. He got whatever he wanted. And he was excited with the postgame. It was nice to see. I always root for Rodgers. He's like, he seems like a good dude. And hey, Lambeau Field next week? NFC Championship game? You know that place is going to be rocking. Then we went on to the Sunday game, 3 o'clock Eastern time. The Browns and the Chiefs, the champions. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. And I was excited for this game because I kind of like what the Browns have been doing lately. I always root for Jarvis Landry. He's my favorite player since we drafted him in the Dolphins. I still got love for him. I love to see him ball. I love the energy he plays with, the passion he plays with. And this Brown team was kind of fun to root for lately. I mean, you saw just like the passion they played with, the energy they played with. You know, seeing the fans not really, they're not used to winning. I mean, hey, we could relate to that. Um, and it was just, it was nice to root for. I was all on those Browns. I was like, ah, come on, Browns, you got this, you got this. And they ran into the Chiefs, but it was a pretty interesting game for the most part. I thought the Browns hung in there pretty well. Um, 
Mahomes was scoring easily in the beginning of the game, whatever he wanted, just going downfield, going downfield. But Baker had Baker had a couple good drives there. The defense held up too. But then I feel like the Kansas City Chiefs started to make the plays when they mattered most. The Browns, you could tell like the pressure started to get to them. They started going away from the game plan. I thought the game plan at first probably should have been, hey, let's, you know, let's run the ball a lot. Let's give Chubb a lot of carries, run that clock, because when Mahomes gets the ball, I mean, he scores just whenever he wants. He scores quick. And if you limit his possessions, then I thought they could be in this game. So I was feeling good with the Browns going into it, but I mean, the Chiefs ended up pulling it off. It was tough. I saw Mahomes went down with a a concussion. I hope he's okay. It was scary to see. I mean, you never really want to see that type of stuff, let alone Patrick Mahomes. I mean, if you don't love Patrick Mahomes, I don't know what's wrong with you. I mean, he's just fun to root for, a potential goat in the making. I mean, the kid's got it all. The kid's talented. So I hope he gets well, and I hope he's okay. Um, but Chad Henney, huh, Dolphin fans, you remember him, right? I mean, he was terrible with us. I mean, well, he, he came in the game. He threw a pick. I was like, oh, classic Chad Henney. I'm not surprised. But then he, when the play mattered most, he got those first downs when he needed to, and he willed that Kansas City Chiefs team to the AFC Championship game, going against the Bills. So hats off to the Chiefs. But you know what? The Browns deserve a lot of credit. They played a hell of a game. They, they had a hell of a season. No one could believe in them that they would, you know, reach the playoffs. So I think the Browns are going to be something to mess with going forward. And if they keep that bunch together, build around those pieces that they need, I think they, they, could, be, they could be up there. I mean, I see the Steelers on a decline. So, hey, watch out for those Browns. They'll be back. They'll be back. There's no doubt about it. And as for the Chiefs, going to another AFC championship against the Bills now, you know we're all on the Chiefs as Dolphin fans. They're going to handle business, that's for sure. There's no doubt about it. Now, I don't know if Mahomes will play because of the protocol. I'm not sure how it works. I hope he's out there, but I do hope he's okay first. But even without him, whatever happens, go Chiefs, take down those Bills, Listen, we're Dolphin fans. Never, ever, ever root for your division rival to win a game, let alone playoffs, let alone get to the Super Bowl. No. So whether it's the Bills, Patriots, Jets, uh uh-uh, the other team, that's who we're rooting for. So go Chiefs. Go, go, go Chiefs. Get it done. And last but not least, that Sunday night game between the Bucks and the Saints, Brady versus Breeze, man, what a game. That was a treat. I thought it was a good game. Breeze didn't really have it out there today, and I kind of felt bad because there was rumors saying that that might have been his last game, but I don't know. The way he looked, it didn't seem like he really, really wanted to retire. I honestly think he'll be back. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, but I think he'll be back. I don't know. Something about going out like that, it just didn't, it didn't feel right. But hey, hats off to the Bucks. They played tremendously. That defense was balling. Todd Bowles had a great game plan on defense. He's really underrated as a defensive coordinator. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Tom Brady, also, hey, he didn't force too many balls. Remember, in the season, he was throwing a couple passes, you know, that got intercepted, and all that, but I thought he played a really good game. He managed the game well, and what do you expect from one of the great? 
So that leads into next week. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady in Lambeau Field for the NFC Championship to go to the Super Bowl? It doesn't get better than that. I can't wait for that game next Sunday. It's going to be a treat. I know you guys are excited for that. Honestly, I don't know who can take it. I think it's going to be a close game. That defense for the Bucs, man, that's, that's pretty much the X factor. To me, that's the X factor. But you know what? At home, Green Bay, the MVP Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to say that the Green Bay Packers are going to win that. Go to the Super Bowl to play the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs will beat Buffalo. Even if Patrick Mahomes doesn't play, something about a championship team with Andy Reid that I feel like they'll find a way to win. All right, that wraps up today's episode one. Man, that was fun. I really had a blast doing this. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this. We're going to be doing the same thing on next week's podcast, breaking down these playoff games because I had a lot of fun with that. I'm sure you guys had a good time listening to that. We're also going to talk more Dolphins, of course, more Heat, and breaking news around the other sports leagues. And once again, I want to thank you guys for listening. And please, I want to hear your feedback, thoughts, any questions you might have, whether it's on Twitter, at SportsVibes305, you can reach me there, or email me at MiamiSportsVibes at gmail.com. I'll see you guys here next Monday and every Monday going forward. Thanks again for listening to the Miami Sports Vibes Podcast with Nando Diaz.